Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by Nick DiFilippo, the longtime Muhammad Seymour baseball coach. Nick, welcome. How are you today? I'm good, Fred. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Well, I think I saw where uh, you went something like 695 days without filling out a lineup card. <laughs> what, what was it like uh, when you finally got a chance again to, to fill out a, a varsity baseball lineup card? You know, it was, uh, I'm going to be honest, pretty emotional. It, just the, to sit and think about everything that's happened in the last, you know, 18 months, you know, not having a, a season, you know, with our 2020 grads and then obviously the, the excitement of starting a new season. So there, there's a lot of emotions, you, excitement and, you know, sadness for the kids that, you know, didn't get to play last year. So it was, it was, it was a pretty emotional day, to be honest. And then, you know, on top of that, I, I would imagine that the first half of the school year really wasn't looking very uh, realistic or very possible that there'd even be a baseball season. So did that kind of play into it, too, just kind of the way things have developed since January on? Yeah, you know, it, it's, it was good that they were able to make some changes. And, you know, I, I don't want to get political and, and, and no one knew what was going to happen. And we just told the kids to, to stay positive. And, and if we get the opportunity, it'll, it'll be a blessing. And. I had a feeling baseball would play. I mean, they played junior high baseball in the fall. It was outdoors. Obviously, we hit that time period of, you know, late October, early November when things got, I would say, pretty bad. And, you know, they started shutting everything down again pretty hard in, in terms of, of sports and, and not sure what was going to happen. And then, you know, once basketball started again in January, I was like, okay, we're going we're gonna to be outside. We'll play. And uh, it, it was at that point, it was then getting ready. The hardest part is just getting everybody ready, to be honest, you know, in, in this type of a situation with so many of our kids doing, you know, so many sports at the same time. Well, and that's what I wanted to talk about. I mean, weird is probably the best way to describe this because, I mean, you have baseball kids that are, are still playing football the first two weeks. You have baseball kids that are, are wrestling. I mean, talk a little bit about trying to, to coordinate everything so that the kids can be involved in, in the sports they want without having to, you know, make a a choice as to which one to eliminate you know all, all the head coaches have tried really hard to to work together you know high school sports is about giving kids opportunities and they should not have to pick between you know baseball or football baseball or wrestling soccer and baseball you know and and any of those other combinations and those are the ones that you know affected me so we sat down as you know as head coaches across the district and said okay like this day is, is a football emphasis day and this day is a baseball day and, and we've had to work together and, and it's, it hasn't been easy. And obviously we all want our kids as much as we can get them, but to then be able to get the kids there, you know, their opportunities to have their senior years or junior years and in all of those sports was important. You know, there's, there's one kid right now. I know of there's one, there's, there, there might be a couple more, you know, we talk about doing three sports in the whole school year, right? Uh, there's one kid, Mateo, is doing three sports at the same time right now. And it just the, the craziness of, of truly being a three-sport athlete in the same season is, is crazy. Well, that's exactly who I was thinking of because he, he's in his final two weeks of, of football and then wrestling has already started. And, and of course, he's a contributor for you in, in baseball. And I mean, so, so what do you see from him in particular when you have the practices? I mean, does he... Does it seem like, you know, he's, he's able to be totally focused or is his mind just going in, in different directions? You know, he, he's doing a really good job. He's, they're tired, right? I mean, all the kids are tired. Um, so trying to find ways to keep them fresh. And, and we can't forget, they've got to be students first. So 
we, we can't put so much on them as, as coaches saying we've got to be ready for this game and that game and then not being able to be ready for, you know, class the next day and, and you know, t- tests and, and homework and, and, and those type of things. So we've been very flexible about, okay, you may go to football practice and when football's done, then you're coming to me and then you're going to go to wrestling on this day and then when wrestling's done, then you're coming to me. So they're missing bits and pieces, trying to be at a little bit of everything. So it's, They've been focused, but you can tell they're just tired. Um, obviously, it's it's you can't you can't you know maintain this right for a long period of time. There there would be no way. You see a little maybe extra pep in the step of some of the kids because of the fact you know basketball uh, there's really no chance for a state championship. The same in, in football and the sports going on, but now the the sports coming up with baseball, softball, track, uh, you know, the girls soccer. There, there's a chance to. Uh, participate in that state series and, and go as far as you can. Is, is that something you think means a little bit more to the kids? You know, I'm going to be honest. The answer is yes and no. Um, so, yes, the, the kid, everybody wants to play for a championship. There's no question. Um, winning a regional, I mean, we've been there winning a section. I mean, those are things that kids that live for, right? There's no question. However, the, the one thing that I've really heard, at least from the upperclassmen, um, is the fact of how awesome it is to be able to play again, right? Like, and not that they're not looking forward to the regional or, or the state series, but I mean, we, we talk about, you know, I see this all the time when we, we get to senior night, right? And kids have played baseball since they were little, you know, little league and playing catch with dad in the backyard through T-ball, through, you know, coach pitch, you know, it's that opportunity that they realize that, their time as being a kid is almost over, right? They're, they're getting ready to go to college. Majority of them are not going to go on and play college sports. So, you know, looking at the seniors, they're just excited to get to do, to, to be a kid, right? Like one last time before, you know, college hits, they move on. So yes, they're excited about the postseason. I think, you know, it's made them kind of just relook at everything and, and see where their life is at and, you know, the opportunity to play with their, your, you know, their childhood friends for, you know, the last 18 years to do it one more time and, you know, try to enjoy this. So, I, so the answer to your question, I think, is yes and no. It's, it's not the easiest, but uh, I think they're still looking forward to it. So since the 2019 baseball season ended, which was the last time there was an official high school season, do, do you have some kids, a number of kids that maybe have played very little baseball between then and, and when you started back up this year? And, and if so, how do you kind of get them back into to the rhythm? So here you go, Fred. Here's a good stat. Uh, starting, we started our first game last Thursday, and uh, there was not a single kid who had played in that who played in that game, who had any varsity experience, not one inning. Um, we had four or five kids who played in that game. That, that was their first high school game. And I mean, playing in a, in a varsity game, I mean, and that's just not typical, right? I mean, we started three, three, three sophomores. Another sophomore came in later in the game. We had a, a, a junior that had missed, um, you know, his freshman season because of a back surgery. So you say, okay, we got five guys that had never played a single inning of high school baseball. And, and now they're out here in the middle of a, a varsity game. It's, it's different, right? It's, it's just catching them up to, you know, what they missed out on last year. And you can say summer ball they've played in some cases, but it's still not the same. 
know, last night we ran out there against a, a unbelievable Norma U High team, ranked number one in state in, in 2A. They've got their starting pitcher going to, you know, the University of Illinois. They got a kid going to Notre Dame. They got a kid going to Iowa. And, you know, he's throwing 93-94. And you don't see a lot of kids throwing 93-94. So when you've only had, you know, three or four varsity at bats and now you're, you're seeing a guy throwing – yeah, 93, 94, it's, it's a little bit of a wake-up call, if, if that makes sense. So, you know, think of it from the standpoint of, say last year you had a kid that was a, a freshman coming in. So he doesn't get to play any baseball last year as a high school freshman. So now this year he's a sophomore and all of a sudden playing, you know, varsity baseball. He hasn't really had that transition time. Or even last year, if you had a kid that was a sophomore, maybe he played freshman baseball and was going to contribute somewhat on the varsity, but, you know, he missed all that developmental time. So now he's yeah. a and you're, these are kids then that you're counting on to be key contributors, and they haven't really had that that background, have they? No, you know, they haven't. And, and every level just gets faster, right? The game speeds up. And I think that's the jump that the kids just haven't seen yet. They missed the year, and it's it's hard to make that up. And, and yeah, a lot of them played summer schedules and, and at various different levels. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to keep track of where all the kids are playing in the summer, but every level gets a little bit quicker, right? And the pitching gets better, the, the runners get faster, I mean, the hitters are better. So you start seeing those things really start adding up in a year where we haven't had a chance to, to fully play and, and obviously work with the kids. You know, we didn't, I mean, I wasn't able to work with the kids for almost 18 months, if you think about it. We did a few days in the, in the fall when we were able to do our, our, you know, our fall workout days, but it's still not the same when you're, you know, seeing other live arms from other teams. So how do you set expectations for this season? I mean, you know, obviously a lot of years, you know, you, you kind of gear for the, the postseason, see how far you can go. Is this year a little different in terms of setting those type of long range goals? You know, yes and no. I mean, obviously the, this, we want it for the seniors, right? We want to have the best season possible. Obviously our goal is to win the regional. I, and I think we're still capable, but it's every day we got to get better, you know, and no matter who we face or who we run out there against, it's how do we get better than we were yesterday? And if we do that, we're going to be fine. Um, you know, when Mr. Hensley and I sat down and made the schedule, we didn't shy away from, you know, really good teams. And we're going to challenge the kids. I mean, running out there against normal U high next week, I think we've got St. Joe, who's another powerhouse this year. We got Champaign Central, who's. I mean, been pretty historic in the last three or four years of how well they've been. So, I mean, we're, we're testing our kids early, which I think, right, is that's the idea that it pays off late in the season. We're, we're not going to see anybody later in the year that we haven't seen early. And I, I would doubt that we see anybody better than the team we saw last night. So if that's the case, well, we, we'll get better, we'll compete, and I think we'll hopefully be ready come the postseason. So talk a little bit about the, the scheduling issues, because unlike some years, you're not really free to schedule anywhere and, you know, against anybody. You kind of have to stay within this particular, you know, region and, and conference. And, uh, you know, you can't go up and play a team from the suburbs or down by St. Louis. Yeah, it's it was it was actually it was pretty difficult, to be honest. Um, it back when it, the scheduling started to beginning. And I, I think Mr. Hensley has probably attempted to change the schedule. 10 times. And, I, and I, I, that's not joking, right? Like it started where you could only play teams in your conference. And then it was teams in your conference plus your COVID region. And then it was within so many miles of the school. And it, baseball is now open, right? We could play anybody in the state of Illinois. However, 
everybody started doing that. Well, we're going to get these dates with our conference and then we're going to go these dates with our COVID region. So then trying to fill out the rest of the schedule has become a, you know, is a major issue. It's, it's, we're playing, I mean, for example, we played last night, we got today off, we play Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, then we go like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and two next Saturday. I mean, so we, we just tried to pile in as many games as we could keeping in mind that our season is, you know, three or four weeks, basically a month shorter than normal, but I can play, I can play 30 games in six weeks. Well, that's five games a week. So here we go. Um, and it was trying to find whatever teams that we could find available basically in any day. And I told, I told Mr. Hensley, if someone's willing to play us, I don't care what day it is, let's just play. And we'll, we might run, we might be weak on the mound that day because we've had five games already, but, Hey, we're going to run somebody out there, and our goal is to get better and prepare for the postseason. So, follow up on that a little bit. Talk a little bit about the philosophy of you know, obviously, you need to have practice time, and, and you know, the kids want to play games. So, I mean, how do you kind of work that in so that you know you, you have the games, but you also have time in, in practice to work on things and, and get better from that standpoint? You know, practice is obviously very important. There's there's no question. However, there's nothing better than than live practice, right? Putting yourself in game situations, it's a little bit extra pressure involved. And, you know, we're young, right? We, we've got, we do have five seniors. However, I mean, it, it's more than just those five guys, right? So we're trying to get everybody experience and we can go through the reps and practice all you want, but when, you know, you're going against their nine best out on the field, it's putting a little bit more pressure on the kids. The kids are competing for playing time which is then going to see which kids, you know, rise to the top and continue to, to improve. So it's, it's, the, it's both of it, right? You, we got to be able to work on some things, but at the same time, there's no better practice than, you know, live baseball. And, and that's the great thing about baseball. I mean, it's a roller coaster, but we can play every day. Obviously you can't run your number one guy out on the mound every, you know, every day, but we run them out every fifth or sixth day. So with that being said, it gives kids, other kids, the opportunity to, to step up and, and go. Obviously, you know, you throw a bullpen and you look pretty good, but when there's, you know, there's hitters in there that are, you know, pretty high quality that against our competition, it, it, it really challenges the kids to get better. And of course, the other variable and all that, you, you want to schedule the games because you never know when you're going to have, you know, a week where you have two or three rainouts. And then, you know, all of a sudden, if, if you lose those games and you try to find makeups later, a lot of teams have their schedules filled. So, there's probably the philosophy to schedule as many games as you can figure you're, you're going to lose three, four, five of those games. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very common every year. I mean, some schools we're allowed to play 35 in baseball and a lot of schools schedule 40, knowing that you're going to lose, like you said, four or five games. I mean, and look at today, right? We're, we're having this conversation and they're calling for two inches of snow on April the 20th. And it's crazy. Um, I've never seen snow this late. I mean, but I mean, that's just typical. And if we ever we, we get a rainy stretch, then you're exactly right. We might lose a whole week, which then gives us time. I mean, luckily, we've got the field house where we can do a lot of things inside to continue to get better. So you're you're also playing Mother Nature, like always in the spring. And uh, we're hoping for a dry spring, but we will see where this goes. So what, uh, in terms of the, the first couple of games you've had so far, what are you seeing in the caliber of play at this point of the season compared to other seasons where, you know, you've had, uh, you know, your, your preseason practice and so on? Well, we've probably got the heaviest schedule we've had in some time, especially in the front end. So we opened with Effingham St. Anthony the other night. Uh, 
we saw their number one. He's going to play, pitch in college. Uh, and he, he was really good. And he left-handed kid, really kept us off balance. We lost. You know, then last night, uh, we played normal U-high. Like I said, the number one ranked team in 2A. They, they got five, four guys going D1. Their, their starting pitcher was going to U of I. He threw four innings. Uh, I think we had one hit off of him. We actually scratched a couple hits later in the game, scored a couple runs. But, I mean, we got beat again. Next week, we got St. Joe. We've got, I mean, Bloomington tomorrow night. We've got Champaign Central. So, I mean, we're top heavy here at the front, which is going to challenge us. There's no question. But it's, it's that hope of continuing to get better. And and hopefully we get these games in and, and give the kids a, a chance to improve. And that was the best thing, though. You know, even though we got beat the first two nights of the year, we saw growth from from game one to game two. And, and that's what you're going to see with the younger kids. And, and we, we understand that. Giving the kids the, the, just the chance to, okay, welcome to varsity baseball. It's a pretty tough outing. And, you know, we talked to kids last night. We're not going to see a better team than we saw last night. We're not going to see a better pitcher. I mean, throwing 93, 94, I mean, it's it's pretty impressive. There's not many kids at high school level that are truly doing that. So, okay, we've seen it. Now, when we, if we see it again, we'll, we'll be a little bit better prepared. And it's hard to even prepare for that. There's not a lot of guys I can just run out there. I mean, Fred, I don't know if you're free and you can come in the afternoon and, and throw 93, 94 batting practice for our kids. But, I mean, for, just to find that is, is, is difficult. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're getting there. We're, we're going to get better. So that's, that's all that matters. I think if you put two of my pitches together, it might come close to 90. So that's, uh, that's these days. <laughs> what, uh, tell me what you're hearing from the kids in, in terms of what it means to them to, to be back uh, playing baseball, back you know, outside with this sport. You know, they, they're just excited. They love the game of baseball. They're they're super excited to be playing. They're they're happy to be around, you know, back with their friends again. You can just see, and I I talk to the other coaches about this, and you know, a lot of us talk every day. I mean, I talk. Mr. Bosch and I teach next door. Mr. Pogues on the other side of my classroom, and you just saw the kids excited when sports started again. Not just baseball, but all of them. And it was so great to see. I mean, the, the kids had a little pep in their step. They were excited going up and down the hallways. They were a little more excited in class when we started doing sports again. And I don't care if it was baseball, football, soccer. The kids were excited to be back in the building, back coming to school, if that makes sense. So, I mean, it carries over. Just, the baseball kids are excited, but it, it just means a lot, I think, for all the kids in the school to, to be doing their sport. You know, for some levels, you know, last year, even though it was a lost year, you know, you look at the college athletes and, you know, they're all given an extra year of eligibility, you know, uh, because of what's going on this year. But but the group you have to feel bad for are, are last year's seniors, especially the, the spring sports seniors. They, they lost that. And it's not like, you know, they could come back this year and, and get that back. So we I mean, talk a little bit about the, the kids you would have had last year and, and maybe what, what could have happened uh, had, had they been able to play. Yeah. Um, you know, last year's seniors, you, you feel horrible for. I mean, the, the one blessing for me, the, the kids that I had who wanted to go on and play at the next level had already committed. Right. The Kobe Essians, the Jake Anderson kid, uh, they had already they'd already signed. Right. I mean, Kobe was going to Quincy. Jake was going to go over to Milliken. That was pretty determined. Uh, Grant Harvey was going to go play golf over in Indiana. So those kids weren't fighting and trying to find, well, what school am I going to go to? So that was the good thing. And, you know, the blessing out of the whole thing is those kids had already found a school to play at and we were pretty happy about it. 
However, at the same time, you know, I feel bad for the kids that we missed out on some opportunities. I, I think Kobe Essien would have had an absolutely amazing season. Um, he was the kid. I mean, just like we talked last night about the kid going to U of I, Kobe, Kobe's 92, 93 also. Um, I mean, I think he would have probably truly been, you know, first team all conference. Um, I think he has a, he maybe even could have worked himself possibly into a, a, a D1 you know, opportunity, but I think he's at a great school. He's over at Quincy and he's got a great opportunity there. And, you know, Kobe went through in a senior game in Bloomington. I actually talked to the U high coach about this last night and they said, hands down, he was the best player that was there. I think he struck out eight of the nine hitters in that senior all-star game. Honestly had a D one coach call the next day and said, Hey, is there any chance this kid is not signed yet? And I said, you know, sorry, it's, it's already taken care of, but you know, they were even, they, you know, that, that coach throughout the word, you know, if, if you would have played all season and the major league baseball would have played their full, you know, had their full draft, you know, not that he would have been in the first 20 rounds, but would have he been near the end? You know, would have he been that special kid who would have got drafted out of high school? I mean, obviously we never know, but you got a kid throwing 90, 92 with a pretty good breaking stuff. I mean, that, that's that possibility is there. Um, so, you know, did we miss out on seeing, you know, getting to see something really special here, at, you know, at Muhammad Seymour? However, obviously Colby's going to go play it, you know, at, at Quincy and, and hopefully has a great career over there, you know, and it's, it's sometimes not just those kids, but getting those other kids. I mean, kids like CJ McKenney and Ethan Terry and Mason Butler, you know, those guys, their last, you know, their last hurrah here at, uh, you know, at the high school and, and Zach Chalk. And I, I'm, I don't want to miss any of them, but given them, I mean, they, they were going to be all key contributors to our, to our program. Right. And they put in, you know, we consider it from junior high ball all the way through. So they played seventh grade through, you know, through senior year. That's six solid years that they're putting in time and effort. And it was their time to shine. And, you know, that, that got taken away from them. And, they, you know, they played behind a really good 2019 class with Jordan Feldman and John Latham, Kyle Kinney. I mean, guys that all went on and played in college. And those guys had waited their time. They were ready to be the, the guys who were going to shine their senior year and then obviously COVID took it away from us um you know so it, it makes us really look at the other kids and say take nothing for granted and you know leave it out there it don't don't stop working hard and you know I, we look forward to the future but enjoy the moment that we've got right now because obviously we don't know if we're we're gonna ever get it again well hopefully you'll be able to get this full season in I imagine there are no better words for you to hear than uh, play ball uh, this spring right you know, I would agree with that. It's it's uh, it's pretty exciting. All right, Nick, any other thoughts, comments before we let you go today? You know, Fred, I just appreciate you having us on. And, you know, we've uh, we've got open uh, regulations. We were able to spread people out there at the baseball field. So if you're looking for something to do, it's, it's kind of nice to try to get as many people out to the ball game and cheer the kids on. So we'd love to see uh, – people out of the ball field, you got to wear a mask and got to bring a chair, but spread out and you can go all the way around behind the home run fence and obviously get out and you try to cheer the kids on if you guys can, or Bulldog TV is streaming all the home games. So if you even get on and just, just watch so the kids know people care. Well, absolutely. And hope mother nature cooperates and it makes it an enjoyable experience to be out at the ballpark again. Yep. I agree. Filippo today. Nick, thanks a lot for your time and uh, best wishes for the season. Thank you, Fred. You guys have a great day. You too.